We'd like to welcome you to our emergency health alert for March 23rd, 2020. Uh, I don't think I have ever brought forth a study with the level of severity in an, in, in an impending crisis type of way that we're facing as this study. Um, I tried to condense it as much as I could. The last email that I put out was my audio study from last week. I've been just deluged with inquiries and orders and things of this nature. And I've been kind of trying to put this together uh, all week long. And I have... <clears throat> I, I've just never seen this type of information. It's what I've predicted since we've been in ministry in, in 06. We've been predicting this. Um... The whole avian flu thing is kind of what launched this ministry. But um, I, I've, I'm almost at a loss for words regarding what I have to report on today. And I'm going to just go over some Bible verses to start off with. And some of these are a little bit redundant. I've went over some of these as of late. Some of them, some of them aren't, but... Um, I've been so pressed on time, I really wasn't able to commingle a ton of scripture with today's study. So I wanted to at least do something at the beginning to kind of set the tone and, um, you know, to always keep our eyes fixed on the word of God. You know, worst case scenario, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The Lord's protection and the biblical remedy for fear. Psalm 57, 1 says, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. And that's the whole key, is having faith and trust in God. If you want his mercy, you have to, you have to believe. You have to have faith. You have to trust in him. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Because what we're facing... From every indicator and metric I am seeing here is a calamity of a nature that I've never had to report on. I've said a lot of different scenarios that could have turned in potentially, but as I've said from the beginning of this ministry, there's no other greater thing that could happen than some type of pandemic type of scenario that could fully bring us into, into subjection to all the mandates of the New World Order under the Antichrist and False Prophet. There's nothing that could accomplish so many things at the same time while all making the bad guys look like they're good guys, looking like, oh, they're doing it for our own good. You know, if they come in and they just try to implement Second Amendment gun confiscation and they kick in your door, it's going to be kind of hard to portray themselves as good guys. But if they can control the narrative, and if they can, I, I really believe they're probably going to shut down the internet at some point, obviously, to totally control the narrative. Right now, they're jockeying all their things into position. A lot of it under the cover of darkness. We're going to be looking about what they're doing with the 5G. This has all been pre-planned by design on purpose for a long time, is is really the whole point of today's study. That's one of the main factors here. <clears throat> and this has been in the works for decades. For what is happening. Um, I, I, do, I don't see any way that this country will ever be the same. 
after this. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Uh, but this honestly makes the whole Avion th flu thing that I, I reported on back in 06 really pale in comparison. Now, it could have turned into this. But this is so far beyond even anything I kind of envisioned back then. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So he, he doesn't give us the spirit of fear. Okay. Again, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Psalm 91, verses 4 through 6. He shall cover thee with his feathers, meaning God, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence, which is what we're facing now, pestilence, disease, sickness, plagues, that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now that's how Psalm 91 starts out. So you need to be spending time in prayer with God. In your, Some people refer to it as the prayer closet. That's the whole premise of the first verse that makes Psalm 91 applicable to you. If you're not spending time with God, then Psalm 91 really doesn't apply to you, in, in other words. I'm not saying God can't protect you, but he that dwelleth in the secret place the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Dwelling in the secret place, in your prayer closet. And trust me, I, I, I need to do that more myself. <laughs> I'm not condemning anybody uh, at all. <clears throat> Psalm 56, verse 1 through 4. David, this is a psalm of David, when the Philistines took him in Gath, he said, David said, a man after God's own heart, Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. Thou most high. And you're going to, a lot of the stuff that I'm reporting on today is going to feel that way. It's going to feel like that overwhelming, oh my word, what can I possibly do about any of this? Well, you can pray. And God is bigger than any situation I'm going to get into today. Bottom line. He created the universe. You cannot top that one. So nothing is too hard for God. Call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. That's what God said. I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? That's what God says. Not with me. Now, those are just Bible verses I'm quoting. So... <clears throat> Then, then the next verse, he says, the remedy, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And again, Psalm 56, 3. It's a really easy one to remember. So what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee, Psalm 56, 3. Um, then the next verse, in God will I praise his word, in God if I put my trust, I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Psalm 56, 11. In God if I put my trust, I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. And then Psalm 112, verse 7. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. So this is the way that we should be. Okay. But being warned of something is biblical. Ezekiel 3 and 33. If the watchman warneth not the city when he sees the sword coming, then the blood will be on the watchman's hands. So what I'm doing is biblical. I'm not trying to instill fear in you. That's, again, why I 
I try to commingle so much scripture in with what I'm doing. Because if I just, if all I did is give you the bad news and tell you what's coming and then just, and I'm sorry, but a lot of people in alternative media do that, whether they're Christians or not. It's all man-centered remedy. It's all really no hope at all. If you listen to a lot of the people, you know, um, that's not a good mindset to be in. We kind of stay away. We, de we definitely want to stay away from that. Why? Because Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man bringeth a snare. Meaning the fear of man or even a situation bringeth a snare. What is a snare? A snare is a trap. So if you're moved out of the fear of man, there's a good likelihood you're going to fall into a trap or you're going to do something wrong. I've made a lot of boneheaded decisions in my past, even when I was a Christian, because I was purely motivated out of maybe fear of what might be coming. You know, I wasn't really using wisdom. So the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Jeremiah 1, 17 through 19. Thou therefore gird up thy loins and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. Um, this is them going out to, to face their enemies. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. So in this particular vein, God's telling them, don't be afraid of their fierce countenance, I, I would believe is what they're talking about. For behold, I've made thee this day a defense city and an iron pillar and a brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. Well, God's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, really important verses. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Well, today more than ever, we, we want God to direct our paths. Well, that's predicated on us acknowledging him, though. Giving him credit. Not trying to take his glory. Because the Bible says I will, God will share his glory with no man. You know, I've said Ephesians 6, 11 through 19 many times. It's something we should be doing every single day as part of our prayers. You know, when we get up, I try to do this always, incorporate this into my prayers. Uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why do you want to do that? Well, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, which is our enemy. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's our true enemy. We can look at all these nefarious plans of the New World Order that they're bringing us into lockdown and martial law and all these things, but what is really behind that? Well, Satan and his demons and devils. That's what's really behind this. This is trying to, really, I do believe at this point, this is most likely, if this isn't going to totally usher us into the seven-year tribulation period under the Antichrist and false prophet, it is absolutely the beginning of the end toward that process. I know that we haven't talked a lot about World War III in the last month or so. I, before that, though, that was up, you know, it's been up and down with Iran. 
in regard in that regard i've talked a lot about that in the last year okay and that's always you know a powder keg regarding that situation um but this seems to be some type of major puzzle piece to bring us into that this whole coronavirus covid19 mess it goes on to say wherefore take unto you the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day because if you don't take the whole armor of god you're not going to be able to withstand in the evil day (laughs) is basically what it's saying there and having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god so i'm so big on memorizing the word of god because without it then you can't quote scripture and you don't really have a sword and you have to believe that it literally is a sword i i do um praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit capital s holy spirit and watching therefore unto all perseverance and supplication for the saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me that i may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel romans thirteen fourteen. but put ye on the lord jesus christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof so making not provision for the flesh would be knowing that you're going to go into a situation where you're going to probably be really tempted don't put yourself there you know you're making provision for the flesh if you do that if you like say well i'm i'm never going to drink alcohol again and then you go to a party where everybody's drinking alcohol you're making provision for the flesh the bible also says i will set no wicked thing before my eyes and and there's a lot of different ways that you can make provision for the flesh now um the Bible verses listed above are a really good biblical remedy for the Lord's protection, the biblical remedy for fear. And also the teaching that I did entitled Imprecatory Prayer, Psalm 64, God's Judgment on Wickedness, a Christian's Door of Hope. When God judges the wicked, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, um, it's always a good thing. And um, God can use this situation to bring about a righteous agenda is what i'm saying with this coronavirus i think if christians were praying in that manner god could potentially use this in a mighty way to um deal with the wicked and i don't mean deal with them because oh we want them all dead and that type of thing but if the wicked are going to do wickedly and continue in their wickedness and defile and kill and maim and do satanic ceremonies with like children and animals and humans and things of this nature which is what they all do at the top of the illuminati food chain wouldn't it be better for god to deal with them you know than have them continue that pattern and perpetuate more wickedness that's the whole premise of psalm 64 anyway if you haven't heard that it's life-changing i mean it did why i say that is not because it's a sermon the first one i ever heard it from was pastor uh john weaver and then I, I did a, a sermon on it, but he was the first one I ever heard it on. And um, it was absolutely one of the most life-changing things I've ever got a hold of. 
So I, anyway, I give you a link here in the PDF. Now let's go right into the study. I've got probably about 18 pages to cover here. And um, so bear that in mind. We set the stage with scripture. Okay. Now what I'm going to be doing right now is giving you the whole Ezekiel 3, Ezekiel 33, warning the city, um, Hosea 4, 6, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Uh, the, uh, um, uh, the other verse, uh, 2 Corinthians 2, 11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. So if we're ignorant of his devices, which I hate to say, that the vast majority of people that would identify themselves as Christians are ignorant of Satan's devices. So therefore, when that happens, Satan gets an advantage of us. And we become we can become destroyed for lack of knowledge. And it's not a good place to be. So first report, it's official U.S. military activated within CONUS. CONUS is continental United States. The U.S. military has begun operations inside the United States, and for the first time in modern history of the United States, the Department of Defense has been given standby orders to ensure the continuity of government. Continuity of government is the new way that they're, the new more sanitized way of saying martial law. Okay, they've, they, there's a lot of negative things that were connected with the term martial law, so they've gotten away from that, and now they've gotten into continuity of government. And this has all been done into the COVID-19 pandemic, which is now what they're calling the coronavirus thing. Uh, these extraordinary measures, which include evacuating White House officials to remote quarantine locations and the devolving the nation's leadership to a second-tier officials, were originally meant for the aftermath of a nuclear war. Above-top-secret contingency plans are now in place in the case in case the nation's constitutional power successors are incapacitated by the pandemic. And a lot of high-level people are either under quarantine right now. A lot of high-level leaders are under quarantine or are or have this. I'm seeing this more and more. Standby orders have been issued for a series of plans under the U.S. Northern Command or NORTHCOM, which was created in response to the 9-11 attacks, which, which our country was 100% behind um, as far as the orchestration of that. The, the highest-level people, like Bush and Cheney and them is what I mean, uh, as a homeland defense military authority. These operations are codenamed Octagon, Freejack, and Zodiac and include Con Plan 3400, which is Homeland Defense if the U.S. itself is the battlefield, and Con Plan 3500, which is Defending Civil Authorities in an Emergency, and Con Plan 3600, which is Defending the National Capital Region from an Attack. The Defense Secretary, Mark T. Esper, has authorized NORTHCOM to prepare prepare to deploy in support of these potential extraordinary missions. These include the possibility of some form of martial law where military commanders would be given ex executive powers across the U.S. until a new civilian leadership would emerge. An added com complication to these plans is that the military itself is vulnerable to the coronavirus pandemic, which makes for extraordinary circumstances. In recognition of this vulnerability, the Department of Defense has instituted unprecedented restrictions for off-base activities of military personnel, having first banned overseas travel. The Pentagon is now keeping all uniformed personnel on or nearby military bases across the country and the world. 
Several other national security agencies are following the Pentagon's contingency plans and that continuity personnel at the White House are readying for an evacuation. That's where we're at. Next report. Army to deploy to New York after Trump declares major disaster. Uh, President Trump declared New York State a major disaster area Friday as the coronavirus cases skyrocketed. The declaration allows the New York State to access federal aid via FEMA's $42 billion disaster relief fund. The U.S. military is now working on plans to take over hotels, college dormitories, and sports arenas, and then turn them into an ICU-like medical facility. So this is military boots on our streets taking over the major centers of like these places, hotels, college dormitories, sports arenas. Probably whatever they need to take over, they're going to be given that authority to do. The declaration declare, declaration comes as New York State and city, city hospitals run out of face masks and ventilators. And we haven't even really gotten cranked up on this compared to a lot of other countries. This is the first time in U.S. history a president has declared a major disaster over a public health threat. So we're what we're talking about today is unprecedented, really. Yeah, you could go back to the Spanish flu of 1918, 1919, which I talked about extensively in the avian flu presentation I did back in 06. Uh, world's a very different place, though, now. Very different. So there's a lot of different dynamics that exist now that did not exist then. This just came out. I'm just going to play this short video. Idaho begins fining and jailing those that break lockdowns. So unfortunately, this is what we're going to be seeing more and more of I, I, as things get to be more draconian. This is Dabu 7. We now have word out of Idaho that they have ordered people to self-isolate starting yesterday. Now they're saying that this order directs all individuals living in Blaine County, all cities in Blaine County, and all unincorporated areas of Blaine County to go into this mode. To self-isolate. You can see here it gives directions on what's going on. But this is out of Idaho. And in the end, what this basically says is that if you get caught breaking this, you will be hit with a misdemeanor that is punishable by a fine, jail time, or both. A misdemeanor that you get imprisonment for? That's what how it's worded. Imprisonment. What? So we've talked about the lockdowns in this country. He's showing the document in the background. They've been using the soft wordage like self-quarantine and to self-isolate instead of saying mandatory lockdown and things of that nature. But yet this is exactly what is happening. Anytime you have police or authorities enforcing anything, then that's mandatory. And at this point, anyone that gets caught in Idaho is going to see some repercussions and i feel that this is going to expand further into further states as the days go by but it begins here in idaho in this county and i want to make folks aware i will leave a link below so you guys can join me over here so he's he's on d live where he does a lot of the other stuff where he talks about things that he can't talk about on youtube uh next report this this is from today meet the press broadcast now i understand this is this is as mainstream as you could get but i want you to understand the tone of the news that is being broadcast right now in america this is for 
you know, tonight, I'm broadcasting, the, I'm, I'm actually recording this on, you know, 322 of 20, but this won't be put up until 323. And uh, I just want you to hear this. This Sunday, America is shutting down. Roughly one in four Americans are now being told, stay at home. Tighten the valve. Tighten the valve more. If the number doesn't slow down, close the valve. That's de Blasio saying, tighten the valve, tighten the valve. That means take away more of our rights, take away more of our rights. If numbers don't slow down, meaning the coronavirus numbers, you know. Now remember, this is all pre-planned by design on purpose a long time ago. Created by a weapon. They ran all those drills, the, the whole Bill Gates, all, all the stuff I've been documenting, how they knew about this was coming. It's all by design, on purpose. They knew about all this. So that's what he's telling everybody. Just get ready to have more and more and more of your rights stripped from you. We're closing the valve. Schools, restaurants, businesses closing. Airports empty. Unemployment claims soaring. Congress working on a plan to send checks to millions of families. But how much and how soon? We need help now. And again, this is trying to create this, this society that's totally dependent upon the government. Collapse the economy and then make all the people totally dependent on the government through some cashless, most likely cashless society because cash, they're going to try to ban that as well because it's a way that you can supposedly spread the disease. And again, this accomplishes almost every single thing the New World Order wants to accomplish to bring us into the New World Order. I don't know a better vehicle than this I, I don't analyzing this with all the knowledge i have from all the years i've been in ministry I, I can't see a better vehicle than this what they're doing right now now give us answers new cases and deaths spiking here at home this is one of the greatest emergencies our nation has faced in generations and around the world military vehicles needed to cart off the dead in italy Testing kits and medical protective gear still in short supply. Younger Americans being struck harder than expected. Many still ignoring social distancing pleas. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. President Trump changing his tone. For two months, we have it totally under control. We think we have it very well under control. It's something that we have uh, tremendous control of. But now, if you're talking about the virus, no, that's not under control for any place in the world. The U.S. facing and again, Trump. Trump's just—he's the liar in chief. I mean, that's what he does best. He's a the pathological liar. He's always been. It's well known. He's been that way. He's just reading from his script up until the time where they tell him to change the script. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's under control, under control, under, you know, placate, placate, placate. And then, oh, no, no, it's not under control. Like, okay, but you just said it was about 900 other times before that. Well, now it's not. And I understand, you know, you could say, well, he doesn't know this or that or whatever. But I've, I've pointed out his lies over and over and over again. You know, and really in the past year, year and three months, we really got into that over all those things. Visible enemy with no end in sight. My guests this morning, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland, Senator Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, and FEMA Administrator Peter Gaynor. Joining me for insight and analysis are NBC News White House correspondent Kristen Welker, former Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson, presidential historian Doris Kearns Goodwin, and David French, columnist for Time Magazine. Welcome to Sunday. They're bringing about every talking head of the illuminati and new world order there are there are authorities in those areas in order to advance their agenda and uh that that's 
what this is all about. And a special edition of Meet the Press. From NBC News in Washington, the longest running show in television history, this is a special edition of Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. Good Sunday morning. Unlike with some crises this country has faced, Pearl Harbor, the Kennedy assassination, 9-11, it's doubtful Americans are going to remember where they were when they first heard the news about the coronavirus. But this crisis has also done what those events could not do, empty the American landscape. New York State is essentially shutting down, and with it, the nation's largest city. The same is true in Illinois and the unofficial capital of the Midwest, Chicago. And this is the scene at the iconic Santa Monica Pier outside of the nation's second largest city, Los Angeles. Other states are doing the same. Is it enough? Are Americans willing to endure a full national shutdown to stop the spread of the virus while we wait for much-needed coronavirus tests, while we wait for frontline medical workers to get the protective equipment they need to treat the population? While we And they created all this, you know? Whether you want to blame it totally on China or whatever, I mean, from what I'm seeing, it was created here, shipped over to China, they tweaked it, did SARS-like inserts with HIV inserts, and then released it and blamed it on the fish market. Uh, That's a real cliff note version of what I've seen. This has all been planned by design on purpose. The number one really goal, no, I don't even know if that's the number one goal. I mean, depopulation's a huge gigantic thing first commandment of their new world order reduce world population of 500 million in perpetual balance with nature according to the georgia guidestones in georgia which is where those are but then they're accomplishing all these other goals as well wait for hospital beds and ventilators to become available to treat the infected and while we wait to see if the federal government is up to this challenge as of this morning there have been more than 24,000 confirmed cases of covid 19 in the united states resulting in roughly 300 deaths last Sunday. Which is probably so far underblown, because I I never believe any of their stats. They always underblow them, classically, every time. Only 60 had died. Here's the front page of yesterday's New York Post, capturing the mood of the country. We are facing a Category 5 storm. The question is, are we prepared to temporarily sacrifice enough of the freedoms we as Americans take for granted to knock this menace down to a... Yeah, did you hear? That was the whole thing. Are we prepared as Americans to sacrifice our liberties to knock this down when they've got all kind of treatments for this? You know, I don't, I'm not even for IV um, vitamin C if they're going to use GMO ascorbic acid to do it. But that's one way they've, they've knocked it out. Just normal vitamin C, colloidal silver, zinc, selenium, all these different things that knock down viruses. Now this um, new, other new anti-malarial drug that we're going to talk about a lot later that's a that does it too but no 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 they're not gonna they're not gonna focus in on any of that those are all essentially potentially uh, i can't claim cure but they're they're right up there they're knocking it down people are getting better from those call it whatever you want to call it can't call it the big c word unless you're a doctor though a medical doctor they're not going to do that because they want you to take the vaccine with a biometric chip in it. That's what this is ultimately about getting us to that point. The other things don't accomplish that agenda. Vitamin C doesn't accomplish that agenda. Chlor- chloropin, um, that one drug that we're going to be, the animalarial drugs, uh, chloroquine, I believe, that doesn't accomplish the agenda. The only thing that accomplishes that agenda is Bill Gates' new vaccine that he had talked about where we're going to have biometric identifiers in the vaccine 
some type of tattoo that you're going to get when you get it where they can scan you and see oh you you got vaccinated you you got the chip you got um all the all the uh the dna uh things that are going to modify your dna inserted into you heck you may not even be fully human anymore i don't know when you get this vaccine guaranteed it's going to be the one of the worst ones you've ever ever seen as far as what it does to you and that's the only remedy they're going to ultimately give you other than oh go the medical route get the ventilators and there's going to be none available okay go the medical route because there's no cure because we say so they're all stinking satanically possessed devils and liars are totally working for the satanic system and they don't know any better and they think they're doing good they think they're like the bible says there's there's going to come a day when they that kill you think they're doing god's service it's kind of like that dynamic that mental concept construct of what i'm talking about here so many different ways you could knock this thing out right now even though it is a bioengineered bioweapon i already been proven people have already done but they're all suppressed you'll see a blip on the radar about them and then they won't talk about them at all because it doesn't fulfill their agenda we're going to talk more about that a category three this is the most drastic action we can take governor cuomo in new york city from new york to california connecticut new jersey and illinois are telling residents to stay in their homes we need to tell people uh the truth we need to bend the curve. Bend the curve. Bend the rules. Take away your rights. That's uh, Governor Gavin um, in uh, Newsom in California, Democrat. So you're typically going to see the most radical agendas put forth by the Democrats because they're already radical and totally demon-possessed to the toenails. Now, I understand you could say it's all two sides of the same wicked coin. I get it. But their agenda has already been radical. So their constituents are going to be more open to it because that's all they've probably ever known is their radical agenda. State of California. Ultimately, you can't have a livelihood. Another Democrat from Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, um, governor. And, you know, ultimately, you're not going to be able to have a livelihood if you're dead is what he's saying. So in other words, you need to do whatever it takes. You need to give up whatever personal liberty that you've got at any kind of right or whatever you think you might have because... If you're dead, it's not going to matter. Even though, like I said, I've already given you all the different ways you can go after this. That if the government just implemented that in mass, you would you would see this thing dying out overnight. If if you were just getting mass amounts of, you know, the things that I just mentioned to the people, okay? And you could do a combination. Chloroquine, if you want to do that, I, I, I'm not big on drugs, okay? I'm just not that any malarial drug. But if you want to even go that route, but in conjunction giving C, selenium, D3, the calcium, calcium feeds the, the white blood cells in your immune system. Um, so many different things you, that you can do, different herbs and things of this nature. But I like to focus in on the the things like the vitamins and the minerals because herbs work a lot like drugs do in the in regard to if you take an herb and it works real well a lot of times the reasons the reason that it's working is because it's pulling things from your system and getting them to work that's how that drug chloroquine works the anti-malarial drug it pulls zinc 
from the body and gets it into the cell. But if you don't have any zinc in the body to begin with, there's nothing to pull from. So this is why people could take maybe take one drug and one person does wonderful and one person doesn't it doesn't do well at all. I've noticed that a lot with herbs when I dealt with that as I've dealt with that in my practice. I don't primarily rely on herbs. And um, herbs are something, and I learned this a long time ago in, in the standard process seminars and um, that I went to, that herbs are something that should be used as a secondary measure typically. Because if you don't have things like the vitamin C in the system and the zinc and the selenium and these other trace minerals that the, um, the body needs for the immune system, and you take an herb or a drug and it's trying to draw upon those things, if there's nothing to draw upon, you're not going to get very good results. That's how I approach, tend to approach nutrition. Okay. So I, anyway, I just want to throw that in there. We're going to talk a lot more about this today. If you don't have your life. 46 states have closed all schools. The other four shut down at least some. So far, President Trump says a national lockdown is not needed. I don't think we'll ever find that necessary. I hope not. But that's not the way that it's looking. That's just, unfortunately, that's really not the way it's moving. Now, again, God can move mountains. I'm not saying God can't stop it. I just don't know if, you know, this is God's judgment and nothing's going to really stop it. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, that's God's business. But I know that we can, you know, we can all pray. Uh, next report, breaking National Guard deploys to FedEx Field in Maryland. Footage of the National Guard setting up FedEx Field is coming out, home of the NFL, NFL's Washington Redskins in Landover, Maryland. Dozens of unmarked police vehicles, military vehicles, and military style are seen in the parking lot of the stadium, which is located just miles away from the nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Similarly, footage leaked shows... Dallas, Texas, K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center, the largest column-free exhibit hall in the United States, filled with hospital beds in, in a scene reminiscent of the 1918 Spanish flu. Now, if you want to watch the video that we just talked about of the um, stadium in Maryland, I give you a link there. Uh, then the next thing, segueing, exclusive first photos inside the Dallas coronavirus quarantine facility leaked. Uh, exclusive photos taken by Kay Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center shows preparations for a quarantine center not unlike those used during the 1918-1919 Spanish flu epidemic. Here's pictures. I put it in the PDF. For this date, for March 23, 2020, an inside source provided U.S. photos from the Dallas Convention Center, one of the largest convention centers in the U.S., showing rows and rows of beds. Our source reported that the facility already housed hundreds of beds. The Dallas government has put out a cover story that the facility is an overnight shelter but another source inside dallas law enforcement confirms to us that this facility is meant for covid 19 victims and that other facilities are being prepared in the area as well it is a standard oper operating procedure for fema to use large convention centers as emergency hospitals and quarantine centers when they are expecting the normal medical system to be overwhelmed the rows of beds are not unlike the quarantine treatment centers used during the deadly 1918-1919 Spanish flu epidemic, as historical photos revealed, and as I said in my presentation on avian flu, the people that were dropping dead like the next day were, were, were only the ones that were getting the vaccines. Hale and Hardy one day, multiple first-hand accounts of people that saw people back then that were Hale and Hardy one day, they got the vaccine that day, and they were dead the next, or dying of things that look like the Black Death by either that day or the next day. Because 
they don't want people to drop dead that quick uh, with this vaccine. And maybe this vaccine won't even be like that. Maybe this vaccine will be one where they're accomplishing too many goals. They're not worried about you dropping dead. Maybe they just really want you to have that chip in you, have that whatever uh, biometric identifier and whatever DNA payload, whatever, (laughs) dare I say Nephilim, DNA payload that they've got inserted or whatever DNA payload that is going to defile your DNA in that vaccine. That's the ultimate agenda. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So if you take a news crew back to Noah's day and and they come back, what's the number one thing they're reporting on? Well, the fallen angels saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wise, all that they chose. They procreated with them and they bore them a race of giants. The men of old, the men of renown, where giants translated, were Nephilim or fallen ones. And it was so bad that they defiled the whole earth. And God had to hit the reset button and start over. But what was being defiled? Well, the DNA of mankind. Because Satan was trying to wipe out the DNA of mankind to prevent Christ from ever coming and redeeming humanity. You go back to Genesis 3 where it talks about that. So he was trying, if he figured if he killed all the humans, there's no way Jesus could come back because Jesus is not going to be perpetuated through a Nephilim line, through, through a corrupted DNA lineage. That's why Satan did it. But God saw this coming and he saved Noah. Well, he saved the eight people on the ark and all the animals and their bloodlines had not been corrupted. Their DNA hadn't been corrupted. Well, as it was in the days of Noah, I'm telling you, all these vaccines with all these foreign DNA payloads, it's, that's the main objective. I understand that GMOs are there, but the most direct way into our system is via vaccine. And it's the only thing they're really talking about as they're saying, they keep saying over and over, there's no cure, there's no cure. All the the big pharmaceutical medical cartel heads that are demon possessed of the toenail that are going to burn white hot in hell and then the lake of fire, because that's what they have to look forward to. They're all saying, no, 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 there's, there's, there's no, there's no cure for this. There's no whatever. They're fork tongue liars from the pit of hell is what they are. uh this is a long video here uh next report yeah i think i can fit this in coronavirus covid19 origins and the end game welcome this is mike adams pandemic.news with an emergency interview with steve quayle and he's been warning people about a pandemic and other world events that we'll talk about here for for over 20 years he's been a, a radio talk show host he's run one of the largest food prepping companies in the nation for many, many years. He knows a lot about what's happening. And we're starting to see uh, many conservatives and Trump supporters go into a state of denial. Uh, That's just bizarre. It's almost like a flat earth theory now of virology. But anyway, we're going to have Steve Quayle here with us, joining us to break this down and tell us what he thinks is about to happen. Uh, Welcome, Steve. It's great to have you on. Well, thank you, Michael. And one of the things I think that is is really tough is people now can deal with this in a reality-based mindset or they can deal with it, and I hope it isn't through mindset, a denial mindset. And unfortunately, a lot of the people who are pundits of the, of the uh, deny everything, uh, look away from everything. I wrote a book 20 years ago called Breathe No Evil, a tactical guide to understanding chemical and biological warfare. And during that time period, people didn't even have a clue 
of how uh, how developed the biological and chemical weapons were during the chemical weapons ban treaty, etc. I made a statement a couple weeks on Coast to Coast before it happened that in a major city there would be a major release of a biological or chemical weapon that would change the history of the world forever. Two weeks later, I didn't know it was Tokyo or Am Shinrikyo, but two weeks later we had the sarin nerve gas in Tokyo take place. After that, I went into, and, and again, I'm a researcher, uh, and I dug, I dug deeply, and what was problematic to me, Mike, is that the denial in Washington, D.C., of the whole viral, chemical, bacteriological warfare mindset wasn't existing. When Kenton Alabek, who was the head of the Russian biopreparat, had 30,000 men under him, 30,000 men and women, he defected. He told all the committees in Congress what was going on, and you know what? Very few believed him. Well, we, we are now finding ourselves in a very bizarre situation where uh, there's a lot of uh, skepticism or denialism, I would say, in America. You've got prominent conservatives. Rush Limbaugh, for weeks, was saying, ah, this is just the flu. It's no big deal. Uh, you've got, you know, uh, the Gateway Pundit out there saying now that the death rate is lower than the seasonal flu. Uh, you've got, I mean, even Alex Jones, I'm a frequent guest on his show, and he has me on to give the, the more, uh, what he calls the more alarmist uh, point of view. And Alex uh, thinks that this is really not that bad, not that big of a deal, and, and is afraid that any kind of isolation or quarantines are actually the problem, not the virus. And so we see this among many pro-Trump supporters and many conservatives saying that the virus is no big deal. Uh, do you think that they're wrong about that? Well, first of all, I know they're wrong about it because the Chinese have changed their story five times. The satellites are picking up the human composting that's being done. I even talked to a gentleman that knows how many of the furnaces the Chinese have ordered from the Philippines and paid cash for. This is stuff that no one will tell the truth. The infamous hospital that went up in a matter of a days a week, that was built on a mass graveyard. So, Mike, there are people in China who are telling the truth. A lot of them get whacked, okay? I mean, they get murdered. So what most people have to understand is that this is a, a, a true bioterrorist weapon, a true bioweapon. And what I think is just phenomenally ignorant is the phenomenal ignorance of the general public. Because yeah. people want it to be a certain way, but they won't allow the truth to come out. So you know this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on record stating this. The truth in America about the whole situation is quarantined. And I think one of the problems is, is look, I've been in alt news for 25 years, actually as a guest two years before that, you know, thousands of hours, thousands of, of, of research, and I mean, hundreds of guests. But what is considerably uh, frustrating is why would anybody think a nation of liars, such as China, who's stolen all the technology from us, or it's been given by Clinton through the Loral Satellite Corporation, and our entire secret patent base was given to him. Uh, George Bush Sr. gave the Chinese our neutron bomb. I actually interviewed the late Sam Cohen, who developed it. He was the inventor of it, and he said he was there when he handed over the, uh, you know, the uh, blueprint. So here's the thing. There is no reason to treason, but this is the season of treason. And I couldn't say that again, but it's true. And I think let's take on these people. Okay, first of all, the CDC, Center for Disease Creation. I'm sorry, Center for Disease Control. The There's two levels to the CDC. There's what you see up here, you know, the, the, the upper level. Let's just call it this. And I have an axiom 
in the ancient history I write about and all the stuff I write about. My, it's never what you see on the surface. It's never what you're told on the surface. you got to go beneath it. You know that. That's right. Anybody who tells the truth in a kingdom of liars is automatically vilified, nullified, and destroyed. And what's happening, and just let me, and I want to turn it right over to you. I'm sorry, it's your show. That's all right. I'm, I'm passionate about this. But the thing is, is people believe, and, and this is the bottom line. People believe the lies because it's in the MSM, but they won't believe alternative truth when people are dying. And, and, and that's, what, that's what's so frustrating to me. No, I, this, this event, I, I call this coronavirus the ultimate truth machine because it brings out the truth about everybody and everything, the, the cover-ups, the delusions. And we're seeing people losing their minds, uh, unable to do basic math, unable to see what's happening right in front of their eyes. You know, we look at Italy, that's going to be New York City in three weeks. You know, the model is already there. I mean, we could choose the Taiwan route, which is to keep it all under control, have massive testing, massive tracking, you know, isolate those who, who have been uh, high-risk, possibly infected individuals, and so on. But you've got to test everybody to achieve that. The Taiwan model works. The Italy model is a disaster. And we are on track to be the Italy model. So my question to you, Steve, is right now today as we're doing this interview, there are a little under 4,000 confirmed infected in America, a little under 70 deaths so far. But New York City is exploding. Where do you think we're going to be in 30 days in just New York City alone? Or if you want to talk, no, those numbers are already way, way more than even the official numbers. So, but this was just done the other day. That's how quickly the the death toll is going up. Out Seattle and, and other areas as well. But what do you think is going to happen? Let's talk about the east and the west. We'll take Seattle West and New York City East. They are both problematic in that they have large populations that traveled into two of the busiest airports, Seattle from the Orient, and obviously New York City from everybody that goes there as a tourist and all the financial stuff. The truth of what's going on in New York, and you saw it, and here's the deal. Mike, we can give headlines, we do it to, to undergird our position, but when I'm talking to people that have inside, and, and here's the thing about insiders, it's almost like, why should they tell the truth when nobody believes it? Now, some believe it, but the majority of people are saying, well, it's no worse than the flu. That's because they're listening to the MSM. And let's let's face it, you if you're a, a famous excuse me, if you're a famous radio talk show host, and you know you start going in our world, the world of reality is is basically different from the world of unreality. And so the thing is, is that New York City in 30 days, my guess is in in within a, a week to two, you'll know the real severity of the problem. And again, they're unable to deal with it. They don't have enough beds. They don't even, listen, you and I both know this. You're dealing with BSL-4 bioweapons. See, that's what they won't admit. That's right. You're going to be in a positive pressure suit. You're going to have filtration. You're going to have a lot of stuff. You're going to have decontamination. It is the panacea of fools. There you go for your show. The panacea of fools to believe that if you just close your eyes and hum a few tunes, that it all goes away. And it doesn't. Right now, and again, I want to give, and thank you for having me on, stuff about the lockdown. They're going to lock it down. Never let a good crisis go to waste. But the CDC is in charge of it. And what's going to happen is they'll start on the coast. They'll move down the coast. And interestingly enough, even in Chicago and some of the other states, Iowa, uh, I'm sorry, Ohio, uh, you know, the governors are already there. What you're seeing is the organized governors of, of the United States being given 
unusual powers, taking unusual powers. But at the end of the day, Mike, by the guns that are being sold, and I mean, it's, it's pun intended, but it's off the charts. Uh, even fights in Bozeman, Montana at a Costco, you know, it's, it's yeah. astonishing. So here's the thing. It's going to be beyond what and most people won't accept it until it's at their front door, I'm afraid. And, and what's adding to this is the fact that the left-wing media has become the boy who cried wolf in the minds of many conservatives. So the left-wing media has lied so many times about everything from the Russia collusion hoax to impeachment and so on. And, and they lie about vaccines. They lie about everything. So when the left-wing media has found that this issue might hurt Trump, they jump on board to try to, to say that Trump's doing everything wrong. So then Trump supporters and conservatives immediately react to the media and, and reach the conclusion that, oh, therefore, the entire virus must be a hoax in their minds because the media is talking about it. And that is a, that, that's the wrong conclusion. I mean, Ron Paul today writing that, that the coronavirus is a hoax. I, I really, at the time of this recording, I'm not sure if Ron Paul's website wasn't hacked to put that up there, because that doesn't sound like the Ron Paul that I know. You know, it, it's, it's insane that these highly educated, well-informed people with medical backgrounds, no less, would say that this whole thing is a hoax. Uh, I guarantee you there's, there's 6,700 dead people all around the world who, who think it's, no longer think, but it's not a hoax. And there's hundreds of dead people in Italy every day now. It's not a hoax. What, you think they're faking all the dead bodies in Italy and Iran and, and China? What? Yeah, see, but that's the, that's the key to understanding the American mindset. Again, alt news and, and what you've done in the medical field, in the nutritional supplement field, what I've done as being on the cutting edge of this stuff, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, considered a coop 25 years ago, but I can share this with you. You know, uh, people now that have listened to us, I think they've got to move out of the realm of entertainment and even uh, just interesting, if you will, esoteric knowledge and bring bring into their paradigm look i'm not so many people are buying toilet paper that i wonder what they what what their mindset is because the food is going to be rationed we've come through a period where so many cattle have died uh the most extreme weather the mississippi river i mean people plowing their fields under farmers there is a disconnect between field and mouth okay just a disconnect that's right well but 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 speak to the issue of the, the reaction to the media has, has misled so many conservatives to, to conclude that this is fake. And now there's, there's, there's a circle of reinforcement in conservative groups, you know, like Rush Limbaugh and now Ron Paul and, and the Gateway Pundit and others, just telling each other, oh, this is no big problem. How stupid are they all going to look in about eight weeks when the hospitals are just blown out in multiple cities, especially New York City, but, but also Seattle and, and other places. I mean, isn't this going to destroy the credibility of, of mainstream conservatism to some extent? Well, I think it is, and I think that's kind of an insipid undercurrent in it, okay? Because like you so rightly identified, you, again, you attack the truth-tellers, you vilify them, okay? You nullify them, you cut them off from the finances, etc., and then, then you destroy them. So what the conservatives are doing I would say this, they are doing an accommodating version of Harry Carey or Hardy Carey, you know? In essence, they're gutting themselves of their conservative, yeah, they're gutting themselves of their conservative basis, thoughts, and actions. And, and again, look, my source, I just want to declare something. My source is a guy that's out of the country. 
10 times they tried to kill him. Last time they killed him, I ended up uh, meeting him while he was in the uh, hospital in Southeast Asia. The guy's broken up. Someone hit him at a 50 mile an hour on purpose. They got the guy. He spilled the beans. Know who ordered him. But when someone's been in the dark world and someone comes out of it and tells you what's going on, people simply won't believe the truth because they've been trained to only accept the lie. When William Casey made his famous statement, we'll know our efforts have been effective when everything the American people believe is a lie. Bill Casey really said that. And for those in martial arts, uh, Bill Casey's, uh, if you will, uh, man of the day was, uh, oh, good night. Uh, the, the guy that, uh, oh, Frank, that, Frank Dukes, D-U-X, that won the Kumite, you know, uh, an American twice. And the thing is, is that he told the story about even how Casey was killed. You know, so here's the deal. The truth is so far from the American people. Jesus said the whole world lies in the evil one. They listen to the lies it, when it comes to finance, when it comes to health, when it comes to our future, when it comes to our indebtedness. Here's where we're at right now. This disease is going to hit everybody, smack them up on side the head. One of the things I broke a news about 15 years ago, I was privy to uh, a certain world and a certain general made the statement. He says, Steve, the first people they want to kill off are doctors and nurses, the they, the globalists, the Satanists, the Luciferians. And he said, you know why? Because the problem then becomes compounded and you get rid of something called passion, compassion and care. They want uh, 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 they basically they, the Chinese are ruthless. If someone's ruthless and, and uh, you know, listen, most people don't even understand under different Chinese dynasties. There have been dynasties in the Chinese history and Chinese history is older than Egyptian history. People don't understand that. Yes. So they'll, kill, they'll kill millions, tens of millions and half all through history. Oh yeah, no, they'll, they'll they'll kill billions if it achieves their political goals. The now you mentioned the markets. Now I checked real quickly while you were talking, and the markets right now, as the time we're recording this, which is the afternoon of, of Monday, February sixteenth, the markets are down twenty one hundred points on the Dow. That's a minus what eight eight percent or something in that range. It's another massive cratering of the financial markets, and and. I want to ask you about where you think what's going to happen with markets and gold and silver, because you're really an expert in those areas of precious metals. But then also, I want to ask you about Cascadia, what's happening with the geography of our planet, or the geology, excuse me, and what that means for possible future events that may coincide with all of this. So start. could you start with Wall Street and give us your assessment of where things are financially? We got a heads up from Wall Street when they were talking about openly closing the New York Stock Exchange because of coronavirus. They've never said that in the history of the exchange, okay? Circuit breakers kicked in last night. Circuit breakers will kick in around the 20,000 level. But everything I see, Mike, is the end of the stock market panacea because I, I've always said that the stock market is like a hypnotist pendulum, okay? It puts people into a false sense of reality. What happens on Wall Street doesn't carry through to Main Street, especially when you're talking about the amounts of money. When you hear $1.5 trillion is put in overnight and that doesn't even buoy the market, I can tell you this, it's 20 times that based on guys who are in that world. And these are smart guys. These are guys who set the programs up some of them that the quants use, okay? So there's no real trading. Everything is computerized, et cetera. Now let's take what happens. What happens to our, our, our retirement? By the way, I don't have any stocks, bonds. I have no mutual funds. I don't trust Me any either. I don't, I don't own any of that stuff. Yeah. 
you know what? Years. Uh, you know, my favorite, and you probably will laugh at this too, but uh, the late Greg Evenson used to say gold, silver, platinum, uh, palladium, and copper, as in copper, right. as in, you know, solid copper rounds for whatever weapon. He used to say, I have my Bible in one hand and copper jacketed. the other. Huh? <laughs> copper jacketed. Yes, rounds. copper jacketed. <laughs> yes. And so the thing is, is in my opinion, and I'm tied into what's going on in Wall Street behind the scenes, okay? And it is not good because people don't understand the cross-collateralization of derivatives. The derivatives market is basically about everything that exists on the planet, including you and I, human capital, have a price. And I'm told by the guys in the most sophisticated computer programs, it's $458 quadrillion dollars. 458 quadrillion. So that really doesn't translate. But what does translate is there's nothing in your mouth. There's nothing to, you know, take care of what comes out the other end. And I, I think, honestly, do people believe they're going to eat toilet paper? It's, it's a, see, it's reverse, pun intended. It's like the joke. Why do, uh, why do surgeons like to operate on lawyers? Because they only have two moving parts, their bottom and their mouth. And they're both interchangeable, you know? And, and so it's, it's kind of funny in a way because... You know, people are fighting over toilet paper, and pretty soon they'll be fighting over everything. My best sources tell me this. The breaking point is going to come, especially at the time that the stores are shut down. I've even, I, I think I sent it to you, but they're even talking about, and I'm looking off to my screen, I'm sorry I have to do that, but there will be government-controlled trucks to deliver food and fuel the areas on a planned schedule of those areas are going to be shut down. Okay. Seattle's scheduled to be shut down. New York's scheduled to be shut down. Yep. Uh, Los Angeles is scheduled. So there are areas that are going to shut down. So the hot zones first. The hot zones will accommodate everybody mentally to roadblocks, quarantines, and limited access. I'm even told this on food. Food will be given on an every other day basis. You'll be limited to so many uh, dollars or the weight of food. And you won't just be able to go to the grocery store anymore. And you, and you know the story. They're already talking about taking over everything. And FEMA has everything uh, cataloged to the chickens and, you know, the pigs and the hogs and, and cattle. That's right. So this is the scenario that, you know, Alex Jones warns about. And, and I'm not slamming Alex. He has me on his show. And he and I have different views on this. But he, he's polite and he's nice enough to have me on to argue the other side. But uh, Alex characterizes me currently as an alarmist. And Alex thinks that the virus is really not that big of a deal, but it's being used to bring in all of this martial law and tyranny and authoritarianism and so on. In fact, he's filing a lawsuit, uh, an emergency uh, motion with uh, attorney Norm Pattis against President Trump. The minute Trump blocks roads, Alex is filing this lawsuit to try to get a hearing in, in D.C. to block the roadblocks. So you, you have Alex Jones versus President Trump. Now, so that's Alex's take on it, and again, he and I differ on, on it, but is there any credence to the theory that this might all be fake to bring in uh, authoritarianism? Well, I think, of course it is, because they will, it's not fake, but the real numbers they won't tell, because if the real numbers were told, I'm talking about China, I'm talking about Italy. I asked uh, my source, Doc, I said, why is Italy seeming to have the highest death rate, the mortality rate, the rate of infection, you know, why? And he says, Steve, they're one of only two nations telling the truth. And the United right. States is not one of it. Remember, the global government needs a crisis, a, a crisis for the world to center around. And now this is it. 
And unfortunately, there's multiple strains. And, you know, Mike, you can teach people about CRISPR technology, simply gene editing. You know, cut this out, cut this out, insert that. They find HIV. They find all these, if you will, flat out biowarfare markers. And those are denied. Those are denied. I think Alex, you know, I mean, uh, thank God for what he's done. But again, listen, there will be no weakness that will not be exploited by the deep state. That's true. This, this, this was all engineered and it was released on purpose. It was designed to create this, what we're seeing. And really one of the big designs in all of this is to destroy Trump, bring down America, which defeats this constitutional republic, which is the last best hope for humanity. But I keep trying to explain to people that in order for Trump to survive politically, we have to prevent millions of deaths in America. And, and how do you prevent millions of deaths? Well, you have to stop the virus. How do you stop the virus? You know, well, there's nutrition, there's vitamin C, there's antiviral herbs and minerals and supplements and things like that. But there's also social distancing, which means stop the damn domestic flights, Mr. President. Uh, close the borders. You know, stop the, the flights coming into the country and reinfecting us. But at one way or another, you have to stop the virus from replicating. Otherwise, you end up with millions of deaths in America. It, it, that's just mathematics. I think, uh, by the way, a friend of mine gave uh, a doc said he wanted to commend you on you understand basic math. So when you put out, <laughs> and, 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 and you said it earlier in your, in your opening, people won't do the basic math to go, wait a minute. You know, if they have a rate of infection, remember what it started out at 14.5% and now it's down to ah, not much. The thing is, is that, you know, the rate of infection, what most people don't understand, you take in the pathogenic nature of a bio weapon that's been engineered and they have all sorts of things they've already put into that formula, if you will, or that combination. And the Chinese were smart and they did. And I mean, I'm not I'm not praising them. I'm just saying they had an initial uh, virus that would take a long duration to mature. And then right on top of it, they would come in with the Z1 virus, which is a whole separate strain. So when you develop a vaccine for the first, the second strain kills you. Okay, and I right. think people need to understand something. Trump and, and representing the United States and China are at a trade war. And some of these statements were really, I think, telling and compelling, you know, because, look, here's the thing. It's kind of like the scorched earth policy. When you can't feed, and, and China's last population, I so it was 1.433 billion, a billion 433 million. And when you can't feed them, they basically, there's not a cup of rice for everybody in China right now. You've got the locust plagues. You've got the locust plagues, by the way, that have moved in. First time locust plagues of this kind of, we're in the trillions of locusts. Now they've moved from China into Southeast Asia, and that's the rice-producing countries that give it to, or sell it to China. Well, I saw a locust plague at, at Costco. It was a human locust stripping the shelves bare of everything. Those uh, guys were aisle hoppers, a very strange, uh, strange uh, species of grasshoppers. Aisle hoppers that feed on teepee. That, that's what we saw. That's incredible. There will be no more teepee in the world. So I wonder if people are going into McDonald's and just like stealing the toilet paper out of the, the public restrooms now. I would imagine that's happening. Um, but let's get back just, just to wrap up the whole financial question for you. Uh, here, here it is, and then we'll move on. But does our current financial system survive this 
with, with all the counterfeit printing of the Federal Reserve, the, the manipulated markets, the you know the derivatives. You already mentioned that. If that if if someone pulls the thread on on that whole thing, the cascading system of collapse will be global. But in your opinion, does the financial system survive this? Uh, no, it doesn't. And I'm saying the pin has already been pulled. Uh, Charles Ninner said that basically Deutsche Bank's uh, or forgive me, the, the uh, stock market Dow's going down to five thousand. Uh, Deutsche Bank, I'm told, and again, I apologize for looking off the screen, but it's okay. My, yeah. my technology. The, the idea is simply this. Deutsche Bank has been hovering around six, six and a half. It's now five and a half, headed to five. And it may have even hit that. Last night, there was an emergency meeting, and I couldn't know this. I want everybody to understand. I'm not a know-it-all. I know people who know a lot of stuff, okay? Right. Yeah. I just want to go on record as that. I couldn't know that, but they're going to declare Chapter 7, supposedly, in the next couple days. Chapter 7. Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank. Oh, my goodness. I'll send you, after the show, I'll send you the delisting of Deutsche Bank on a lot of the different exchanges, especially in Germany. You cannot get out of their derivative book. The only thing I understand that's keeping them from doing that right now is the fact they're trying to find somebody to buy their retail. Now, Chapter 7, you know, is obviously going to set a huge change. It, let me bottom line it. The Wait. stock market will not uh, exist as you see it now. They're going to get rid of cash too at some point. Cash is dirty, you know, and then they're going to move us to some kind of just so happen, waiting in the wings, digital, whatever, and we're going to basically be given ultimatums. All right. So, so what you're saying is that the subprime mortgage collapse from, what, 12, 12 years ago or, or so, is a tiny drop in the bucket of a tidal wave of cascading collapse that's about to come now. Because, the, I mean, the subprime was trillions, but that's nothing compared to quadrillions. And, 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 and remember, at that time, when you take the markets that were existing at the time, they didn't have the huge debt we have now, and that debt wasn't packaged, repackaged, and then sold all over the place. And it's pretty much that even the paper and the and the bow ties and the chocolates and the bells on top of the derivative package, even that stuff's been repackaged and sold. So it's yeah. like, and 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 I, I forget the guy that wrote it for you, Ethan, who wrote the pandemic UN article. Yes. Kudos mm -hmm. to him because yep. so few people didn't understand the 2017 bonds. You know that basically. Who has World Health Organization? I call it World Hell Organization. And the point <laughs> yeah. is, is that that those come due April 9th. So right now, Michael, we're at uh, March 16th and April 9th. At that point, those the 500 million. I thought that's no big deal until I found out they have been turned into five trillion dollars worth of uh, derivatives. Right. So the answer is, is that people have got to understand. If you can't keep the market up, is it still down 2100? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, if you can't, if, if, if with all the cash that's going in and 0% interest rates, then you have a fundamental flaw. And, and uh, you know, uh, Ben Bernanke's famous statement, we have to, we'll drop money from helicopters. Well, and, you know, the only reason the market hasn't fallen further is because it's been limit down. They, they close the markets when, when they drop, what, 10% or so. So... If the markets had been allowed to function in in a, a free way already, they would have crashed fifty to sixty percent already. So it's just a matter of time at this point before before they get there, in, in my opinion. 
Uh, By the way, I me, concur, but I think it's yeah. going to be faster than most people think. Remember this, what the public is told is always to put off until tomorrow. What the bureaucrats and bureau rats are doing, they got to have solutions today. So the point is, is that it's always tomorrow in a denialist mindset. And in the, I would say the, the power brokers mindset, it's how quick can they bring it all down? And that's where I believe they're at. There are more important, more powerful people than Donald Trump. I want to mention to those watching that this is an interview with Steve Quayle. And his website is stevequayle.com. It's really the, the best news headline aggregation site that's out there. And Steve links to my work from time to time and links to many other stories. He does not do what Drudge does, which is linked mostly to mainstream media. Steve links to independent media and has the best headlines and the best stories there. So check out stevequayle.com. Also, uh, we didn't prearrange this, Steve, but would you like to plug your, your gold and silver operation there because people need some precious metals well yeah they do but here's the problem michael I've, I've been telling people for all these years i've been in the precious metals market for 35 years i've told people that look you're buying it for the day that there's no cash as a barter item but as a as a protection on the capital you have well right now for the first time and actually today is uh, uh monday the thing is is that on friday the market of availability to dealers from the biggest distributors in the world, they buy it from the mints, okay? There's no gold and silver to be had. The spot price people see is unreal because you can sell, you can say you'll sell gold all the time and somebody says, well, I wanna buy an ounce of gold for 1,250. Well, I'm sorry, it'll cost you 2,000. Well, but spot price is this. Yeah. Spot price is an arbitrary, there, there is basically a split now. And the yeah, disconnected from physical reality. Yeah, physical reality. See, isn't it amazing what happens when you bring people back into the real world? Yeah. To get gold and silver, I have to go out on the market now and bid in the secondary market. I'm told wow. overnight, overnight, Mike, D Dubai is $500 over last night's spot. So even just to Meaning it would cost you, if you want to get an ounce of gold, Regardless, from what I've been told, the Rothschilds decide the price of gold and silver at the end of every day from London, okay? Now, I understand maybe it's more complex than that, but they're the, they're the oldest, most powerful, most evil, wickedest. They're at the top of the Illuminati food chain, and um, they're the ones that have suppressed this for a long time. But what he's basically saying there is that you see the spot price for gold right now which is $1,495 per ounce, you're going to have to pay, evidently from some type of Dubai gold thing, you're going to have to pay roughly 2000 to get that ounce of gold. You're not going to be able to buy it at spot price. Silver's even, I don't know how many more times ridiculous the price that it is right now. Uh, it's $12.51 per ounce right now. But there's no way you're good. You can't even find it, number one, from what I've heard. And if you did, you're going to pay, I don't even know how much above spot, above that price, to even get it. So it's just totally manipulated garbage, these prices that we're seeing. Um, physical gold now you have to pay a, a, a very high premium over spot price a very high premium 50 sometimes uh 50 and silver is wow. just virtually non-existent because why jp morgan has purchased all the available above ground silver of quantity 
Right. And that's why when it when the you know what flies, the fur flies, I'll make it nice. When the <laughs> fur flies, you know, I mean I, sorry about the quality of this video. It's, it's kinda it's almost sounds muffled, but I, I just I can't do anything about it. It's it's on Brighteon and it's put out by Mike Adams, but for some reason that the audio is not very crisp. People are gonna find out that, you know, uh, the world's a, a different place. So the standard of living is going down. The nice thing about gold, it maintains purchasing power. And, you know, you That's hear right. the statement, you can't eat gold. I can take an ounce of gold now to any place in South America, and I can probably eat for at least three months. And you can yeah. eat well for three months. The thing that is lost in America is the dependence upon the system and the government to take care of them. What happens when the EBT cards go down? Well, you know... I've quoted you frequently. One of your famous quotes is that if, if you can't touch it, you don't own it. And it's about physical possession of physical precious metals. And that's the way that's the way I operate as well. And I've even been, you know, I've been buying a lot of silver plates over the last few months. And I've been using them to create industrial scale colloidal silver uh, sprays and products for, for my store. And it's it's such a brilliant strategy because if you don't make colloidal silver, you can melt it down and sell it as silver, a precious metal. So you can make medicine from it, or you can make products from it, or you can barter it as silver. So, gosh, what's not... It's, it's insane. It seems so much comes back to silver on, on this the protective attributes of colloidal silver, or the, the silver creams that you can make, or the gels that are available, or um, silver as an actual precious metal, uh, being able to barter that. Um, it's one of the most widely used industrial metals on the planet. That's why the, the spot price of it is such a joke right now because there's hardly any available, yet the spot price is lower than I've seen it in years. Uh, the, even the things like uh, the EMF protection, the uh, bed canopies and the tents that you can buy to protect yourself against the 5G and the EMF that I've talked about, those, that's, a silver, that's a silver material, uh, uh, like a silver-coated... Uh, uh, material that they're using in that so i just i find it pretty amazing that so much of the time that whenever we talk about silver and in in the bible silver is representative of redemption and the bible says like when he's going to uh when israel's finally going to get their eyes open near the end point of the tribulation it says and i will bring you know Basically, two-thirds of Israel is going, going to die, but I'm going to bring a third of them through the fire and refine them as one would refine silver. And when you refine silver, you heat it, and the dross or the impurities burn off it. And that's what he's going... And then they're going to get their eyes opened collectively, that one-third that's left of Israel. And they're going to look upon the, the one that you know they pierced, the Bible says, and as one that mourns for their only begotten son, meaning they're going to finally realize that um, what happened you know, 2,000 years ago. And when the Jews said, no, 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 crucify Jesus, give us Barabbas, and give us Barabbas the murderer, crucify Jesus, they're going to understand collectively what Israel did at that point. Now, I'm not blaming all of Israel on that. I mean, obviously, there were righteous Jews at the time, but collectively, that's what happened. And um, anyway, just I think it's kind of interesting. You could do a whole study just on silver. The like silver, silver has got everything. Well, and it does. And uh, the the thing that people have to keep in mind historically, the gold to silver ratio was fifteen to one. Okay, did you hear that? Historically, 
the gold to silver pricing ratio has always been 15 to 1. Okay. That's when we had honest metals. Okay. Honest pricing, honest metals. Let's do some math. Okay. So if we extrapolate that right now, but it was a 15 to 1 ratio. Silver, at bare minimum, even though it's much more rare than gold in, in some regards because it's an industrial metal that's consumed at a much higher rate than gold actually is. Okay. It's used in more industrial applications. So it should be higher than this number. But if it was just at the 15 to 1 ratio, it, it historically should be at, it would be $99.67 an ounce right now per ounce. And it's at $12.51. And it's never been more rare. So that's what I mean. It's a satanic manipulation of this that we're, that we're seeing here. I wanted to point that out because I, I think that's important. Went up to 80 to 1. As of yesterday, I think it was 105 to 1. Right, 105 so to the, 1. So silver is cheap by comparison. That's so cheap. I mean, you, for a, one ounce of gold, you can buy 105 ounces of silver. Historically, that's out of total contango. It's just out. It just meaning balance, okay? Right. Wow. The, the risk is not there. And, and just before I went on with you, I called a couple distributors, you know, and I've been dealing with some of the biggest ones in the world for 35 years. And I say, nada, zip, niet, you know, nothing. And nothing wow. means nothing. So I would encourage I mean, people. they have none to sell. If they, if they want a reality base, they've got to understand this. People with cash want to get out. And when I say cash, money in the bank, they're liquidating their stocks. And they want something tangible. Because, you know, at some point, the, the world price, and world price in gold and silver is different than in the U.S., even the London Bullion Metals Exchange can't deliver good delivery bars. Uh, people that have put their money into deposit, that's why I made the statement. If you can't touch it, don't own it. So they can call us, and my phone number is 406-586-4840. And we've got probably 30 or 40 calls backed up. And you know what people are telling me? I knew it would happen. So I'm not saying, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> people think this is crazy. But I said, people are saying, get it, to, get it for me at any price. Because wow, wow. they know the value of dollars is going to zero. Well, you know, preparedness in advance saves you a lot of money. <laughs> now, I've said for years, I believe the way to properly do this, and this isn't a takeaway from Steve Quayle, but I believe the way to properly do this is to create no paper trail, if at all possible. If you're going to do this, you go to somebody local. Local flea market is really good because a lot of times with local flea market, their overhead's almost nothing. It's just the flea market. You have to understand, if you go to a, a store with an edifice, they're having to pay rent, they're having to pay employees, they're having to pay taxes and all. You go to somebody that doesn't have that dynamic going on, like at a flea market, it's just by nature of going to a flea market, it's you're, you're going to typically be dealing with something that's... Now, granted, you got to be careful. Uh, I've always said to buy junk silver and, and that type of thing because junk silver, they're not going to counterfeit that typically. They're not going to counterfeit... And it's so much harder to, to counterfeit junk silver because junk silver by nature is going to have age to it. Meaning junk silver are coins, 1963 and before, silver coins, quarters, half dollars, maybe silver dollars, dimes. War nickels are also one that have had some silver in them that are worn. They don't have any numismatic value, meaning they're not like a shiny proof set, okay, that go, are going to have more value. In a... Um, situation like we're facing, nobody's going to care about if you've got proof sets or how shiny your coins are. They're only going to care if they're real. Junk silver 
is uh, number one i've never even heard of it being counterfeited number two it'd be very hard to counterfeit because those types of coins are worn and they show age and silver has a certain patina to it a certain look to it that you can identify very easily not only that the edges of the coin are also silver whereas you can identify that anyway i could get really far down that rabbit trail but i've always said you know junk silver is kind of the way to go because you can always use it in a bartering situation i'm not saying gold's not good as well but a lot of people can't afford gold and in a bartering situation what are you going to do if you only have an ounce of gold and i understand they come in quarter ounces and things like that and i've even seen the credit cards now of gold where they have these little credit cards that are you can and those are cool those are cool but people in a bartering situation are going to want to know the coins that you're changing with them are going to be real and with junk silver you really don't got to worry about that but i know they counterfeit silver rounds now there's all kind of counterfeiters out there and and, and you got to go out of your way to catch that stuff there's ways you can test silver to find out if there's copper right underneath it and it's a pain you know to do it but it can be done but you can eliminate all that hassle with now now what i just said to you is probably irrelevant because you're probably not going to ever find if this keeps going in this direction you're probably never going to find anybody that's going to offer junk silver you can't even find the regular silver rounds right now and if you do you're going to have to pay probably 10 bucks above spot per ounce to get it now i'm not saying that's not worth it because it is so undervalued uh but you know again if you have to buy it online you're creating a paper trail and uh, i'm not real wild about that and there's nothing illegal about what i just said but you know let's make ourselves the smallest target possible is the whole point here and whenever you do anything online it's kind of like it's a public record to a certain extent so i've said that many many times i got a whole file on this if you email me i'll send it to you uh just info i've acquired over the years just stuff that i believe is just it's more sound the way to do it when other people are not panicking all right let, let, let's shift gears here let me share with you a little bit of fun a little bit of humor that that we have here i kind of mentioned this in an article recently uh, that you know i've been kind of downplaying the numbers that i actually know uh, i've been following some very conservative pandemic projection models that have consistently been low, even though those numbers freak people out. So we have kind of a, a running joke here where uh, with my wife and I and some others at the company where there's the Mike Adams model of the world, which is a thing we should be concerned. Then there's the Steve Quayle model of the world, which is way more apocalyptic. And then there's the Hal Turner model of the world, <laughs> which is the end of civilization. And we always told ourselves it's never as bad as Hal Turner. And as Hal Turner says, and then recently, I've been telling people uh, Hal Turner might be an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the humor. I, listen, here's the thing: there's no such thing as optimist or pessimist anymore. Okay, there are historic realists, and that's what you are, and that's what people who understand history have a base to. But when you get snow, uh, a snowflakes and blueberry muffins coming out of the university, okay, and every form of distortion that you can get for identity at, at the bottom line is no matter the uh, that generation is confused so you know you can quote santayana those santayana that those who forget the past are bound to re, you know uh what is it uh, reproduce it in the future or live it again in the future yeah there's a guy named Mackey what uh, wrote a book called the madness of crowds or the psychology of the madness of crowds he said people go crazy 
in herds come to their senses one at a time. And so I'm afraid that too many people are buying the herd mentality. And, and see, you can tell people this stuff. And listen, it, and you know this too, is that it takes a slap in the face. I mean, maybe, maybe you've run out of toilet paper. It takes a, a pounding in Costco to come to your senses. And Costco is the largest warehouse. It's not that, you know, there are other places. You can't go any place in this country now where stuff isn't, isn't sold out. That you just can't go anyplace. So you're saying that's the slap in the face that might awaken the herd to the fact that they should have been prepared? Is that what you're saying? I think it's going to bring them to the oh dear moment. I'm really toning this down. Yes, you are. I was thinking oh something else. Yes, yes. Yeah, me too. And and again, the problem is is that that in denial, and I'm I'm saying this, deny is to die. Okay, denying is dying. Preparing is obviously uh, uh, the same pioneer spirit. And so hoarding, you bunch of, and I'm going to address the people out there, you bunch of mainstream whores that have prostituted yourself out. There's no such thing as an independent press. And bottom line is, you're the ones that are responsible for the deaths that will result by downplaying the preparing. And I want to say this, Mike, what you put together, in my opinion, I'm a filmmaker, okay? But that was the most bottom, and you know, I've overused the term bottom line. I used to say it on Coast to Coast a hundred times in every show. But <laughs> when you cut below all the crap, okay, that is absolutely exemplary. And ladies and gentlemen, you need to send that program to everybody. It is the best I've ever seen. You're talking about that, that mini documentary that I put out. It's called um, To Those Who Mocked Preppers, Your Day of Reckoning Has Arrived. Yeah, yeah. I, I played it, I think, in the last study. Thought, I thought, you know, I'm going to email you a title for that. You know, to those of you who are out of your uh, freaking minds, now it's dying time. And, and look, I'm not mocking anybody, but after 25 years of, of being, uh, you, I'd say, a clarion call, one of the things I think your listeners need to know, I was one of the four guys that started the prepper movement four years, four years, 35 years ago. And again, it was never with the idea of, being a, a survivalist in the mountains, you know, in a doomsday bunker. And by the way, you know, I think those guys are brilliant. So, so again, why is it that if we do it, we're just the fringe and hoarders, but you've got every billionaire out of the country now. And by the way, the majority of them are out of the country. Every, yeah. every airplane has a tail number and a flight number, and they're gone, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And Bezos in Auckland, New Zealand was the first. He also said, didn't he, just FYI, Mike, didn't he say the day had come when there won't be an Amazon? He knew something. He knew something. Yeah, yes, and Bill Gates just resigned from everything and is probably bugging out as well. Yeah, and uh, the government's stockpiling like mad as well. Okay, so we, we have that. I know that was a long clip, but they covered a lot of areas uh, that I wouldn't have actually, some of them I wouldn't have covered today had I not played that. So I'm way over on time for part one. God bless you, and we will see you in part two.